Hi, this is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today, I am really excited to bring to you Jenny Poravis, co-founder of Leapsum, which is a company that is devoted to performance management and employee engagement, among other things. So, of course, that's why I'm excited to talk with her today. So, Jenny, welcome. I'm so glad you could join me today. Thank you for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. So I want to know, um, just to give the listeners a little bit of a sneak peek, I told Jenny at the beginning, I said, I'm going to be asking you questions, of course, for the, the interview, but I want to know selfishly for our own company, you know, more about Leapsum. So that's where I'm going to start is tell me more about Leapsum and how it works and what you all do. So maybe it's actually worse um, talking about why we even started this company. So both my co-founder and me worked in both fast scaling and also fast transforming businesses um, for roughly a decade. And what we always saw during phases of fast uh, growth or fast change is that three things started falling apart. The first thing was the alignment piece. Like, does everyone actually know what we're trying to achieve together and what he or she is accountable for on a like, company, on a team, on an individual level? The second part we noticed was the speed of learning often deteriorated. So do I know what my strengths are? Do I know what um, I need to work upon? Um, and that also like as an individual, as a team, as a company. The third element was the organizational health and culture. So are we aware of what the pain points are, what we're doing well as the company, what we're not doing well as the company, what people are really sort of concerned with and where friction is generated. And we saw these three things happening over and over again in very different kinds of companies. And we got really frustrated with it because ultimately it doesn't make work fulfilling. It lets, like it often leaves the best people or the best people leave your company. And then ultimately it also like doesn't allow companies to be as successful as they could be. And so what we did is we wanted to tackle these three um, topics or these three challenges. And what Leapsum is, Leapsum is actually a software as a service company. So it's a software solution that helps companies to tackle all these three issues. And the way we do that is with different tools. It's almost like a toolkit of different modules that help you address continuous modern performance management. So that might be structured for performance or development oriented feedback processes, continuous feedback, regular check-ins, but also more modern goal management, the underlying meeting management, and also running employee surveys, engagement surveys, and having an element of personalized learning and analytics on top of this data. That, uh, and again, you're speaking to, you know, to, to my heart and soul as far as why we started the Schuler Group, um, that alignment. Does everybody know what, you know, what we're doing, why we're doing it? Because communication is a big piece of what we do for our clients, communication training, transparency of communication, cascading communication, who needs to know what and when, and, um, and it's because of that alignment piece and the engagement piece. So that's, that's really exciting. Um, and I, I have so many questions. I, but I want, I want to ask another specific one. When you talked about the speed of learning was another challenge that, that you ran into. And, and do I know my strengths? So do you, I know you have your own assessments. Do you use any other off-the-shelf assessments like, say, Clifton Strengths Finders mm -hmm. or DISC or Colby or any of those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So Leapsum's actually 
frankly, more than a software because it's basically a software that comes with certain content. So what we do is we always have best practices that we've developed with some of our internal or external IOs, industrial organizational psychologists. So we always give these to our customers to get started with them. However, you can also basically delete all the best practices that we offer and fill the systems, the software with your own best practices or your own approaches. So whether that's uh, survey questions, whether that's competencies, whether that's questions that you want to have or statements that you want to test in a 360, you can always decide if you want to reuse our resources or completely customize it with your resources or an external test you would want to be running. I know one of the things that uh, I, you know, in my own um, reconnaissance on, on your website was about feedback. And so can you say a little bit more about how Leapsum enables that more productive feedback? So I believe that feedback is always the basis for any kind of learning and um, that it comprises knowing what we already do well. So we are aware of what to do more of and also what we possibly can improve on. So what we could um, become better at and the way we trigger feedback interactions is actually sort of many fold. So that can be instant feedback. So we actually have a system that not just people to on a very regular basis give a request feedback um, among their colleagues, um, upwards, downwards, side by side. So you can basically really choose who or do I want to get, feed, get feedback or get feedback from at any time, providing these little nudges that actually happens and people have like, or we support people to build habits around that. Apart from feedback, we also um, sort of nudge people to share recognition because we often forget to, to celebrate the small wins. Like, um, things we were well, someone we really went out of their way to do something for the team, something really achieved as, as a team. And that's also something we enable to really share this recognition and praise, possibly even linking it to the company values to really manifest those as well. And apart from this instant feedback, that recognition feedback can also happen in the, the check-ins that bi-weekly, weekly, your fix or one-on-one -on -one you might have with your manager. So we also um, not people to have these regular check-ins and interactions to build upon the feedback that took place before and to think about feedback in these interactions and sort of on the more um, structured um, level we also help companies to set, set up very effective feedback so more structured feedback cycles so maybe after a person recently joined the company or your biannual feedback um, conversations so we really offer this whole ecosystem of different tools or solutions that build a very holistic system around feedback and i think it's very important to also underline i mean software is not the end in itself software is a tool that supports people to build the habits the mechanism the structures to actually make sure these interactions happen so software is just like a very powerful means to ensure to trigger that these things actually take place with a certain consistency and quality throughout the company. I like that you called it an ecosystem I, because that really, uh, that really gives a, a, an idea of what, what you're trying to achieve here. One question that, one of many that I have is, it sounds like there's the ability to customize elements of this as far as, you know, like you said, you hire a new employee, they're, 
whether it's annual or biannual review, regular check-ins. Is that is that true? Is that what I'm understanding? Is that it is somewhat customizable? So I think there's three core reasons why customers decide to deploy our software. And the first one, it's very easy to use. So um, it's really, I'm being guided as a user through the process. I don't need to train my employees. Like who wants to train employees on software these days? It should be as easy as your like Instagram that you're using on a, on a daily basis. Um, and apart from usability, however, it's very important to also offer flexibility because we want support companies to run the processes and the use cases that they need rather than constraining with them with the technology. So despite making it very easy, it also needs to be flexible to cater to all these slightly different sort of scenarios and context and use cases. So that's something we excel at. And the third element is to make sure that you have this holistic system. So it's very modular. So you can start with any sing single module, whether it's reviews or feedback or goals or surveys or learning. But when you interact more or enable more of these modules, they're very closely connected. So for example, instant feedback that I've given you, for example, and I would be at the time of giving you a more formal review, I could pull up my previous um, feedback or our one-on-one -on -one conversation notes to, again, like create a, a better ease of use also when we come to the structured processes. So it's this combination of combining the elements while making it flexible which ones to use how to use them but also very usable so it's very easy for everyone to to be involved and sort of guided through that process do you have uh, let me say that differently is this more say manager led or is there an account administrator that's either internal into the company and is there that uh that mirror on your company that manages that? Like how, I'm just trying to think how that works organizationally. Yeah, great, great question. So there's usually sort of three different roles. So we have um, a project or like a, a tool owner that's usually someone from HR that acts as an admin and they can um, define some of the basic settings of the platform. Like, do we want to work with competencies, with leadership skills, with um, do we want to put, put our own company values? So they set up the system for the rest of the organization to use. But then every single employee and every manager has their own lock-in and their own account. Mm -hmm. And um, that's basically through that account, they participate in goal setting and reviews and instant feedback, et cetera. There's obviously different rules and rights. Um, and what's something I haven't really touched upon that much, there's also very, a very strong analytics component. So if I lock in as an individual employee, for example, I can always see the goals I'm working on, the platform nudges you to regularly update your goals, whether it's development goals um, or performance goals, because we tend to set goals and then forget about them. So I'm being like nudged to, to update them, see my progress. Below that, I already see my development profile. So I see what my strengths are. I've been reminded um, what my strengths are. So I always have those most important information for me top of mind. So I can actually take ownership as an individual employee for my own development and my success at the company. As a manager in a similar way, I would um, be able to see also the strengths profile of my employees, for example. I would see manager analytics dashboards, what sort of the strengths um, distribution in my team is. So it helps me to actually have some guidance, like who do I want to have 
go give ownership for, for a particular project. Um, I can see the progress um, or the sentiment and engagement across sort of my team. And it just helps me to have also very strong, powerful and actionable analytics dashboards that help me to also like have the information at hand to improve in my role as manager. And coming back to the admin who initially set up the report, obviously they have a more holistic admin um, and uh, analytics view. So they would see the sentiment, the engagement through the entire company to also take action at that level. Um, so as a CEO, I could see um, the goal progress of the entire organization. So it has these very, very optimized um, experiences for every single sort of persona. So walk me through what uh, sort of a day in the life of a manager who is using Leapsum in his or her organization. So let's imagine, I mean, the, a year um, in the lifetime of uh, a manager who's using Leapsum, for example, might look like. So let's imagine we start the year with goal setting. So what the platform actually enables you is possibly not even set just individual objectives, but also company department team objectives. Again, that's like building or playing into that um, alignment piece. So the year might start by um, the leadership, the C-level defining company objectives, um, making those transparent and visible to everyone. So everybody understands how their work actually pays into them. Then the departments come together, define department goals. Similarly, teams come together, define team goals. Obviously, department lead, the team lead might um, play a very important role in that process. But obviously, building on the no sort of the knowledge of your team, what priorities and pain points are, often helps to get to the best department and team objectives, for example. And then possibly there could be individual objectives. Some of them may be performance, other development oriented. And so we've gone through this process of very effectively. Um, defining the the um, the most important objectives for the next quarter, the next sort of like six months, the next year. Once we've done that, like the actual work starts, right? And we start working on them. And something that's very powerful is having regular check-ins and regular meetings that are well-prepared and also well-held after. So there's a meeting component, um, meeting management component in Leapsum that actually reminds you and nudges you to set a clear agenda. People pre prepare for the agenda. And you have an agenda to go through in the meeting and you can actually document the progress for the one-on-one -on -one meetings between a manager and an employee, for example. Um, we would, all the points we want to speak about, we can just quickly add to this meeting notes before the meeting. We both get a, the joint agenda in our inbox. We can prepare and we just have better meetings because we're well-prepared, structured and documented afterwards. So this is really what helps drive the accountability and the alignment throughout the year. During these check-ins, however, it's often important to not just speak about work-related stuff, but stuff, but also like check in how's your per like how's your employee doing, um, and also possibly speak about the latest feedback, like what did you do well, what can you improve on. Ideally, bi-directional. <laughs> Great managers not just give but also ask for feedback. And um, that's actually sort of the instant feedback that might happen. So during the weeks, during the sort of like normal working uh, hours and days and months, I tend to give feedback, I request feedback, I share recognition. So this is something that's also happening on an ongoing basis. And then when we look at the more structured processes, um, we see a lot of the best companies doing quarterly surveys. So 
um, not just like an annual employee survey, but, but more a quarterly survey. So what they do is they set up a survey measuring how, I mean, do people understand um, what we're trying to achieve as the company? Do you have um, the tools, the workspace, the information you need to do your job well? Are you overwhelmed? Um, do you get the manager support you need? So like these different um, measures of organizational health and culture are being um, measured on a quarterly basis. Obviously, it's important not just to measure them, but the platform also gives you a good understanding of the outcome and the analytics, and then it's important to communicate them to derive certain measures. Like, you don't need to always react on everything. There needs to be, like, a tangible um, and visible things that change based on these employee um, engagement survey results. Otherwise, it's hard for people to, like, keep filling them out if you don't actually see any impact. Mm -hmm. um, so these might be sort of the organizational health component based on quarterly surveys. So as a manager, I would always check the results for my team to maybe see if there's something that I can change in my team rather than just waiting for the HR department to do something. And um, then what we also see a lot of the best companies to do is to do biannual um, feedback processes where there's maybe an element of goal reviews, maybe quarterly or, or, or biannual goal reviews where you look at what was achieved, what did we not achieve, what were the reasons behind that. But during these more structured feedback processes to really also look at the development side. So running, for example, more development oriented feedback, oftentimes, um, at least for the leadership level, but we also see more and more companies not just doing this for the leadership level, but actually all employees is at least once a year include peer feedback in that. So we even have a full 360 in the run up to like a development conversation. So we would have a mid-year development conversation that's maybe a bit more lightweight. And then at the end of the year, a more holistic 360 for everyone that also really like again generates the next six months sort of like um, development objectives. So we would have this mixture of goal setting at the beginning, the regular check-ins and meetings and instant feedback in an ongoing way, the quarterly, um, quarterly surveys and the biannual 360 feedback. One element I actually didn't touch upon yet is the whole question of learning. So we actually have um, a brand new learning part also on the platform that helps um, companies and managers to actually set up learning paths for the employees. And this might be based on specific use cases. So for example, if we have a new product and we need to train our entire sales organization, you can basically, you can input learning elements and curate a learning path out of these learning elements. And then I can assign this learning path to all of my sales force and make sure that they are being guided through videos, text, quizzes to really learn about sort of new products, for example, we have or the customer success team to learn about the products uh, changes that we've had. Thereby also making sure that we have um, a very, very organized, personalized way of learning. This is also great for leadership learning to support sort of in-person trainings and, and coaching or even for remote onboarding, something we actually hear a lot of companies doing these days. Wow. So, oh, so the onboarding, the learning path, all of that, is that something that the client is expected to create themselves and then you know, your team will help upload it? Or do you co-create that with them or even for them? Mm -hmm. uh, also, great question. So, I mean, Leapsum is effectively a self-service 
software platform. So everything you do, you can actually do yourself as the admin or possibly if enabled by your admin, that you're allowed to do that as a manager or even as an individual employee. So the majority of the learning path would be generated by um, the companies themselves. So if, for example, if you produce some um, training content on your new product or your new support process, you could upload that. We have um, in sort of like uh, yeah, uh, soon to come also integrations with learning content providers. So you could pull in additional content from learning providers where you've already purchased um, um, learning content, for example. And we are um, in the process of curating our own learning um, path on the topics that we're passionate about, right? The, how to be a great leader, um, how to give good feedback, how to actually interpret server results. So the topics that are very in the sort of narrow realm of what we're doing, um, that's where we provide our own content for everything beyond that, that's external content either generated by the company or sort of third-party content. That's fantastic. One thing I want to pull out of, of what you said was that feedback should be bi-directional. And we actually have an employee engagement model. We call it, you know, employee engagement is a two-way street, but it's not all on the side of the employees and it's not all on the side of the managers, but it really is both sides are responsible. Do you want it to say any more about that from your perspective? I mean, I think that's absolutely right. Just what you, what you just said. And I think there's studies that look into um, the leadership effectiveness um, of leaders that give feedback, the leadership effectiveness of leaders that request feedback um, compared to those that do either just one of the two or neither of the two. And it's just such a tremendous difference in leadership effectiveness. So I think something I, I mean, um, I sometimes jokingly say, but it's, 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 I actually think it's, um, it's, it's, it's also holds really true. It's like if you don't have a huge budget to train like new leaders, if you just could invest into one thing, train your leaders how to give feedback and how to listen to feedback, because I think that's such a strong, like, accelerates of leadership effectiveness and it's such a like it's, it's almost like this this super skill or superpower that really is needed to be an effective leader so i think this is something um where it's important to just train it a bit right um when somebody of your employees gives you feedback actually listen to it don't like object it um maybe rather do some active listening did you actually understand what the person say repeat it back to them to sort of like give an indication of what you understood um and also if you give feedback to someone else like from your direct reports for example um just be be careful how you phrase it like be specific give examples try to avoid the word but like you did this great but and you did this great and this is the room for improvement I mean it's just like small things that make all the difference if the person you're trying to give the feedback to is receptive for it or starts to putting up the scars because it's like a stressful situation and I just like feel uncomfortable um, so it's very important to have this little hacks and um, how to give feedback, um, being specific, um, giving examples, speaking more from I rather than speaking you did, like I perceived, I witnessed you doing that, um, that led me to the conclusion, this or that. So just 
sort of like nonviolent communication, active listening. <laughs> I think these are really, really strong skills and like learning how to give and, uh, and ask for feedback. I think it's so important. I love that. And I, I wrote that down as a, as a soundbite that feedback is the accelerator for leadership effectiveness. Like I just, that really encapsulates it. Uh, one question I have is what kinds of results are your clients seeing from using your, your, your system? So the easiest one to measure is um, how companies implementing LeapSum can like significantly improve their um, employee net promoter score. So the likelihood of their employees um, actually sort of recommending them as an employer. Mm. Um, so we see sort of how, um, implementing LeapSum um, and these processes has an effect on, on the employee net promoter score. Um, so I think this is sort of the, the easiest one to measure, really. Um, then retention is obviously something, um, making sure you can retain the best talent. Um, often um, your best talent is also your sort of most outspoken one about like, I want to have opportunities to develop. So we actually give them ownership to sort of like, or take ownership for their development, move them forward, see the, the impact of that through their own sort of like the development statistics, et cetera. So retention, it's obviously a bit of a harder one to, to measure because there's different effects playing into that. Um, but um, the opportunity to develop, especially for millennial workforce, is such a huge one. So there's a direct impact here. And then also with the alignment piece, um, where we get a lot of anecdotal feedback from the customers we work with, is how it really helps them to um, have better alignment and better productivity because there's a more sort of like shared understanding of what are we actually trying to achieve in the next year in the next quarter who's taking accountability for what like um are one team working on something and not making progress how does it impact another team like we just help to visualize that and actually really trigger the right conversations and i think that has a huge impact on alignment and productivity it's a, it's a tricky one to measure but we get a, get a lot of anecdotal um, really positive feedback on how that really has made a huge impact on companies. That's fantastic. I mean, all those, like we talked about at the very beginning of this, that, that alignment piece and the fact that that was one of the challenges you saw and that the re positive results that your clients are seeing is that there is that feeling of greater alignment and understanding of the objectives and what the organization is trying to accomplish. So, that's fantastic. Uh, we can't um, avoid talking about the, uh, the world situation. So at the time of this recording, uh, we're at the beginning of April uh, 2020, and uh, the world is dealing with the effects of the coronavirus. I'm here in Maryland, United States. Jenny is in Berlin, Germany, and Europe. And so, um, so Jenny, first, you know, how is this global situation affecting your company? I mean, obviously, uh, the biggest impact is um, we are, so we have two offices, one in New York, one in Berlin. Um, we can't have people travel between the two at the moment. Uh, we actually have no one in the office. Everybody's working from home. 
And um, while, I mean, as a technology company, we're actually well prepared for that. We have all the tooling and in, in, in place. I mean, everybody's working from like laptop computers anyways. So even though that's a very, and we had remote, a couple of people working remotely as well, like fully remote. Um, so we were prepared for that. But still, it's such a change um, when all of a sudden the team is not in, in one room anymore. It cannot be sort of like pulled together into one room. Um, so I think that's that's an impact. Um, and I think the way we are working to um, still like maintain this culture and this of creativity of uh, close sort of like coll collaboration of a team is that we have taken some very intentional measures. So in the mornings now we do a team stand up where literally everyone is on a Zoom call and we do just very quick rounds of highlights um, from different people within the team. Um, just to make sure that people like still have that feeling of we're one team, we're starting the day together um, in, in specific geographies. So that's important for us. Um, then we have actually um, created virtual coffee dates. So um, we have implemented um, a little tool that helps us to randomly match people. And three times per week, you are asked um, to have a coffee with any person within the company for like 15, 20 minutes. Take that out of your workday. Because that's mimicking a bit sort of the normal conversation at the coffee machine you might have, right? Because that's a little sort of small talk, which is also important for sort of like the, the, the to maintain that culture as a team, as a company. Um, so we've, we've sort of have the virtual coffee dates or coffee roulette now. Uh, I love that idea. I love that idea. Just randomly yeah. assign and, yeah. and are people um, engaging with that fully? Like, do you have a 100% yeah. you know, yeah, participation totally. Exactly. People awesome. absolutely like love it. Um, I think people are wanting to start um, like a one month challenge now. I think we did that last year. We had like everybody, there was like a, a month of challenge where everybody um, committed to doing one thing like sports, reading a book per week, I don't know, um, um, calling your I don't know, grandmother at least twice per week, I don't know, whatever it might be. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I think now there's also going to be a virtual challenge where people like, it's not obviously not mandatory, but if you want to, you can commit to one challenge that you want to do for the next month and people check in on that. So and I think it's these small things that make sure that the team um, and maintains that that um, feeling while while being remote. We always make sure people put on uh, go on video conferencing um, rather than just speaking to each other on the phone so we see each other, which I think is also important. And apart from the sort of these changes, I mean, obviously throughout the customer base we work with, we see customers benefiting from the prior the crisis because they're doing remote tools. We see. Uh, customers struggling with at times of the crisis because their businesses and travel or events for example so we see the full range of that but um, I think overall it has because we see some of our customers struggle or have sort of like new questions come up um, that has actually generated a huge momentum within the team um, as everyone wants to support our customers so out of ideas that were sort of came up from the team we've actually now implemented um, a crisis response and remote work survey so we help our customers to actually measure 
um, organization health while being while working remote. We help them measure sort of the effects of crisis response, like uh, what are the uncertainties that generates in your workforce, or have you actually communicated effectively? So uh, we've um, actually published this Corona or like crisis prevention and remote work survey, actually not just to our own customers, it's actually freely available for everyone else to download um, as well. Um, apart from that, um, we have seen a lot of our customers having the need for remote onboarding. So our learning module is actually really well suited to help the customer, our customers to remotely uh, onboard new, 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 new uh, colleagues. So this is something where the team has actively been supporting customers to set that up. Um, and apart from that, um, we've actually also um, just, um, I think two weeks ago, um, um, said we're, we're gonna actually make Leapsum available for free to all small and medium businesses up to 25 employees, because I mean, that's often the ones who are the hardest hit by the crisis. Um, so for them, for the whole of the second quarter, Leapsum is just gonna be for free so they can use it to help them with their remote setup, with maintaining the alignment, the feedback, um, the learning, measuring the, the health of their organization at these really difficult times. And this is all out of the momentum that came within the team because they wanted to like everybody, we want to help our customers. Yes, yes. And that's one of the things I've actually been asked to speak um, at twice this week uh, on navigating turmoil. And one of the elements that I speak on is what, what's the opportunity? You know, what has this situation um, made possible and the opportunities that, that come out of it? And, and when we come out of this, it will be interesting to see how organizations as well as individual people shift um, I don't think it, the world is not going to be the same. We as individuals won't be the same and organizations will not be the same. So there will be, I think, a dramatic shift. We will never be able to go back to the way things were. It will be a new normal. And what you know, it still remains to be seen what that new normal is going to look like. And of course, it, there's, there's always a new normal, whether it's rapid and accelerated and intensified because of the pandemic or some some other intense situation, or it's just life because we're always evolving, we're always adapting. And so those are the things that, that I'm thinking about. And so it would be really interesting to, to check back in six months, if not, if not before and say, so are you still doing, you know, random coffee dates, for example, because you found that it was so effective that you decided to, to keep that as an element, even though, the reason why it started in the first place it has subsided. So just those kinds of things are what um, what lights me up. Like, what could, how are things going to change, and how can you know we, you know, your company, my company, you know, help people adapt to those changes? Yeah, yeah that's uh, great points. Really great. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else that you would like my listeners to know as far about Leapsum feedback, engagement, and anything that you'd like to, them to know and where they can find out more information should they want to really understand what Leapsum is all about? Yeah. Maybe one point just to briefly iterate on that because I didn't really touch on it um, is what kind of customers are, are we even catering to? 
And we have, um, actually we cater to a really wide variety of customers globally. So that's really everything from small and medium businesses. Some of them um, were startups with a technology focus. Um, some of them maybe consulting agency business um, or sort of any other kinds of sort of SMB businesses. Um, it's a lot of technology companies during their growth stages. So a Trivago, a Bubble um, are, for example, uh, customers of ours. And on top of that, it's actually really successful big enterprise companies, some of them the technology um, space. So Spotify, for example, he globally has rolled out Leapsum, but also agency businesses like Omnicom um, or even like big um, um, companies like Mercedes-Benz, for example, um, using the system. So it's really this wide range from SMB to very successful, um, large um, um, companies, because ultimately when it comes to alignment, to learning, um, to engagement, um, we're all dealing with humans <laughs> and uh, many of them are facing very similar ch challenges in the end. And um, we are, I mean, we right now have the specific offer for small and medium businesses. So like uh, up to 25, so there's you can use actually really use Leapsum for free. Um, um, that's sort of like our response to, to this um, uh, Corona pandemic, um, at least for the, for the second quarter. Um, and generally, if you want to learn more about um, us, it's, um, the website is www.leapsum.com. Um, there's always an opportunity to get a free trial, um, to get a demo, so to interact with those, to see the platform, have been guided through the platform by videos or by salespeople. Um, uh, by product experts um, or to actually also like interact with it uh, for real in a trial because that's obviously different than just seeing it on a, on a, on a screen as to actually you know, play around with it with a colleague, for example. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Um, and I definitely encourage you know, the listeners to check out Leapsome and, and definitely take a look at the, the demo because that was going to be one of my questions <laughs> too was, uh, is, there, is there that opportunity to see a demo? So Jenny, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. And again, this has been Jenny Podovis with Leapsum and talking about employee engagement, the importance of feedback, learning, uh, all the things that really help a, a company and an organization thrive. So Jenny, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to speak about these topics with you. Well, we get excited by things like feedback and engagement <laughs> and leadership and, and all of that. That's why we do what we do. Other people, that's not what they do. And so maybe they don't get quite as excited uh, about them as we do. So, so thank you, Jenny. And to everyone out there, until next time, may you thrive.